Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Chick. It's your girl Amanda, and I have my guest here. Introduce yourself, Josh. <laughs> you wouldn't have okay. put a little bit of like you know excitement in my voice. So Josh is really getting me like annoyed, guys, because we've been trying to do this over and over, and Josh is just—he's acting like he's never done this before, and I don't understand why. But anyway, <laughs> all right, go ahead. Josh is back. Can you just say like Happy New Year to my to my listeners, please? Happy New Year, like Happy New Year to everybody. <laughs> And my new followers on Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about them. You got a whole wave of followers, like, all because you... <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying oh, my wife might be one of them, so you never know. You, well, yeah, you never know. People be meeting people in the DMs and stuff like that, so hey. Hey, DM away. Right. But, oh, oh yeah, because it's 2020 and now Josh has opened his life to wanting to be in a relationship before he was like no 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 but now he's ready so all of a sudden he wants to keep talking about it but whatever but um (laughs) so we're back with another episode it's a new year this is josh's first episode this year and josh doesn't know this because josh only listens to episodes that he's featured on that's a lie (laughs) that's that's not true (laughs) yes it is but we're not we're i'm not gonna go in um so in the season two, what I've been doing, I've only had one guest so far, but I asked my guest a random question and it has nothing to do with the actual topic of the show, but um, just to like get in the mindset of our guests. So do you, are you ready for your question? Yeah. All right. So your question is, if you had to pick between not being able to use a cell phone or not being able to use a car as transportation, which one would you pick? Not being able to use a car. Really? Yeah. You would rather have a cell phone than a car? Yes, because my reach with my cell phone is probably wider than my reach with my car. Yeah, but listen to what I'm saying. Not a cell, like you still have computer. You still have access to a computer. Oh, well, you got to label this question as well. Um, <laughs> I still think, again, I still think I would have, I'd rather have my cell phone. I think mm-hmm. that I have a better reach to the outside world with my cell phone than with my car. Okay. And if you talk about car, I, I have public transportation. You know, I could get around um, with my cell you phone. You live in I'm Atlanta. Like, right. Is there public transportation that's like good and reliable out there? Um, yeah, there is because we have the we have the train. Um, you know, we have Uber, but I'm guessing Uber also does not count yeah right? you can't you can't use uber right so we have uh we have the train we have the bus and i'm a homebody i, I don't go anywhere so i need my cell phone yeah you are a homebody well yeah. i would definitely pick my car like i even though i live like on the east coast i do not like taking public transportation like i got my license i took driver's ed for a reason just because i wanted to stop taking a bus so i've been driving for like 10 11 years so I would rather have my car and I would always just use a laptop or an iPad or something to like email people, text people. But what would you do if you needed to call 911? I could use my um 
I pass it on. To call now, okay. Yeah, and I would never need to call nine one one in Jesus' name. Oh, here we go. <laughs> we didn't even say if it was for you; it could be for somebody else. All right. Well, well, yeah. I can still you can still use the iPad. So. All right, I'm with you. But um, so anyway, so how you been? How's your New Year been so far? You know, it's general. It's been long. How about that? It's it, only it, like it, we're only like two weeks in. I know, and it feels like five months. Man. Well, you better enjoy it because once January's over, you know the year's over. So yeah, it, exactly that is true. Because before you know it, it's my birthday, July twelfth. In case you <laughs> get me a gift, but you know, yeah. It's, oh it's my true. gosh! All right, so um, what are we talking about today? What's the topic? We're talking about temptation. temptation. Mm. That's a that's kind of like a well I think that when people hear temptation and like we you even said it too like people just naturally think about like sex or things that have to do with that but yep. um as Christians right we face temptation with everything so you know what may be tempting to you may not be tempting to me right and I right. think that as as Christians we need to start seeing first of all recognizing what temptation is and then just also recognizing how we can be delivered from it, I guess, right? Like, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess the the problem is trying to figure out how to avoid temptation in itself or how to deal with it. Is that, that's kind of what you're going with here? Well, yeah. Well, we know that we can't really, like, I feel like the more you think about something that you don't want to do, the harder it is for you to not do it. Like, mm. do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I agree. Like, the moment you're like, I don't want to eat cookies. Like, you will start seeing commercials of cookies. You will start, like, you just, your mind is going to be focused on that. So I think, like, what we what we need to do as Christians is accept the reality of temptation. Like, everybody's going to be tempted in their lives. But I do think that there are ways that we can still live our lives and not always succumb to that temptation. Yeah, I agree. I actually agree with that. Wow, you agree with something I said. Hmm. Yeah, for the first time. I, it's a new, well, it's you, a new you year. You know what I was thinking? I, I was thinking you really got prepared for this. And, you know, <laughs> he was like, no. So I, I feel like, yeah, so I agree with you. You, you know, you, you're, on the, you're on the right track. Okay. So start us off with just, like, explaining temptation. I, I mean, I kind of said it, but, like, you know, in your own words. And you're a little bit more pastory than I am. So just explain well, it to so us. So I, I actually have more of a, a written definition of temptation. And um, it's the idea of trying to prove a thing to test, to test it to show its quality or value. Um, mm. You know, so that. Wait, say the last part again. It's so I'll say it again. It's to try to prove a thing to test to test it as to show its quality or value. Mm. Is that a Webster definition, or did you just make that up? No, that's not a Western definition. That's a philosophy on temptation. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if we, you know, so for me, here's, here's what I think about. So if I'm not even thinking about, like, the, the definition of something. So it might be something that I may want, that I, that I may want, that I don't need. Mm-hmm. Um, and that thing is right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And how I handle my not needing it right as opposed to me wanting it so how do i handle not needing 
a certain thing and how do I walk away from it? Because mm. I, I, I don't think there's, you know, because when you think about temptation, I don't know if there's like one definition because like you said, it means something to different people. Yeah. And for me, it's so much more. I, so like, I don't eat sushi. So okay. you can't tempt me with sushi. Like exactly. if I was if I was hungry, you can't, you know, put it in front of me and tempt me with it because it, right. it doesn't it, it, it's not gonna mean anything to me. So at that point it's not temptation. Do, right. do you understand what I'm saying? Because I, I, I have no connection with it. Right. So yeah. yeah that's my that's a that's a good way to to just define it. And I agree with that. Um I agree with that. So I won't even go further on that. So how do you like if you had to how would you say that some t- temptation is are different from like trials because people think that you know like i'm going through this thing and it's been so hard for me to walk away from it and they think like oh i'm going through all these trials but like what is the difference so trial is made in order to expose the faults of a thing hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. you could break it down more so I think it's also going to show, like, the value of a thing, but it's really just to expose, like, the faults of a thing. So we, temptation, and I remember a friend of mine called me and said, like, they had this conversation in the church about, like, temptation and trial. And one of the biggest things when I did a lot of research about temptations and trial were, um, you know, the devil may tempt you and God may put you on trial. And Mm -hmm. he's just trying to, you know, test to see, if you've over, you've been able to overcome something, so mm-hmm. let's say for example, um, the devil tempted Jesus, tried to tempt Jesus, in you know offering him the world and yeah. saying you know I need you. That's that's really not a you know what I mean. Be, and for Jesus, it didn't work because Jesus did not. He didn't want just like my sushi example. He didn't want the world. You know what I mean? At least not in the way that the devil was trying yeah. to offer yeah. for him. So to him, he's you know he's not an he's that's temptation. But it's not trial because God is not sitting there trying to test to see if Jesus is, you know, faulty in that in that aspect. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. I just so you think like there are times where trial and temptation can go hand in hand, but not all the time, basically. Yeah. Um, and usually, they, you know, usually they do. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, this the Bible does say God, you know, God does not tempt us, you know, right? Because again, He's not putting anything in front of you uh, to to make you fall and if if you are going through trials he is putting it in front of you because he wants to see like how well you've grown you know what i mean and for you to be able to stand so there'd be certain things that may happen in your life um that is you know let's say a trial and it's supposed to help you get to your next level so whatever you're able to deal with now um, and you pass that trial, then you know when you go up the next level, you do a better job in it. Does does that make sense? So yeah, it's yeah, so no the way. trial is a continuous te- is a continuous test of you know God just checking and seeing you know how well you're able to handle one thing before going to the next level. Right. At least that's my way of being able to um, explain it. Okay, so you said something about and. We're probably going to come back to this because it is one of the questions. But you said, like, God is not the one that tempts us. Like, you know, and, and it says it in the Bible, like, you know, God does not tempt us. We're tempted by our own, like, fleshly desires and, and things like that. Right. That's just a paraphrase. But, um, and 
and I, I'm gonna come back to that but the next thing like so do you think that we can fall into temptation because people like to use um Adam Adam and Eve as an example like you know Eve I mean they both knew not to eat the forbidden fruit okay they knew that but the temptation so you know the serpent tempted Eve but I I kind of feel sorry for Adam because I kind of feel like he fell into that. Um, I don't think he fell. I don't think he fell into it because he understood what was good, what you know, what the law was. Right? It's already been told, don't do it. So how could you fall into it? Right? So I mean, it it wasn't like he was not warned. So how do you fall into something that you're warned about? If I tell you, don't go there. If you go there, you're gonna get hurt. And then you go there and you get hurt. How? I mean, you weren't, you know what I mean? Regardless of how that thing tempted you, I did tell you if you go there, you're going to get hurt. So it's, to me, he didn't fall into temptation. He just disobeyed the law. And that's exactly what happened. Okay. But all right. So I'm just trying to, because I get what you're saying and I agree with it, but I'm trying to put it in a perspective of like in today today's day and age, right? So you may, let's say um, you're dating a guy and, you know, he's like, oh, you can, let's, you know, come over for dinner or something like that. And I'll, I'll cook today and you could just come over. Do you feel, because it's not every time you hang out with a guy that it's, that you hang out with the opposite sex that, you know, it's sexually, that there's sex, sex involved, right? Do you agree mm-hmm. with that? I agree. So, so let's say you get there, you guys have dinner, um, but now it's like, okay, we're watching a movie. To someone, if something does happen in that situation, a lot of people will be like, I fell into that. Like, that wasn't my intention when I went there. Um, I really went there with, with a genuine heart. Like, I was just going there for dinner. And I don't think you have to be like, oh, I can never hang out with any man because, you know, the temptation. But it's like, what if your heart is genuine? And I'm just asking from other people's perspective because a lot of people do feel like that. Like, that wasn't my intention, but it happened. So would that be falling into it? It's still the same answer. There's no falling into it. Um, the key to passing or the key to dealing with any temptation in itself is self-discipline. Um, if you know that you are not self-disciplined and a friend is, you know, a guy is telling you to come over to his house, your answer is going to be, I can't. Not because you don't feel like you, you, you want to go, but because you know you don't have the discipline to be able to overcome that temptation. Does that make Who sense? Who knows so, that they're not self-disciplined, though? You can rush. You, like, you and I both know. Like, I'm sure there have been times. You Would you consider yourself a self-disciplined person? I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm just asking. I would say I. it's something that I'm constantly working on every day. So I'll give you a very good example. Um, for me, you know, once we started um, a bunch of, like, separation and I guess separation from people who I knew were potentially not good for me. Mm-hmm. If you try to come over to my house and you are a female, I would say no. Um, and I say from no. that group of people or females in general, just at that point when I first started, okay, you know, I would say no. Um, and no was because I knew that I didn't have the self-discipline to be able to say no, if temptation did arise. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can't, you know, me, telling you yes come over and then something happens i i didn't fall into the temptation i kind of knew it was going to happen because i i knew that if it did happen or let's put it that way i knew that if it didn't happen 
I didn't have the self-control to say no. So for me, I wouldn't consider that falling into it. I would say, you know, I didn't have enough discipline to it um, to be able to, like, say no when the temptation did arise. So I guess in general what I'm trying to say is any te- anything that you're tempted of, like, again, it's, it's like being on a diet. Let's use that example. It's like being on a diet, right? Um, and let's say fast food is like your weakness and mm-hmm. you, and you know, fast food is your weakness. You're not going to go to where they sell fast food and try to, especially if you know, you are not disciplined enough. You're not going to go there and walk past like a cake and cookies and, you know, a burger, whatever it is. And like sit there. And then when it happens, be like, Oh, I fell into temptation. No, like if you don't have the self-discipline to be able to say no, then you shouldn't be there at all. So I don't know if I, I, I agree with the concept of falling into temptation. I, I don't think that's a thing. I think that before you fall into temptation, you kind of know um, that it's that that situation is either going to happen and you don't have the power to resist it. And if you do know that, then you just abstain from it. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I get what you're saying. But, you know, like for me, especially on the show, I always try and remain neutral. Um, and that's just because I realized that, like, depending on the guest it may it may be easier said than done right like like you like you said as the from the diet perspective i may think that you know when i go out to brunch with my girls i will not i won't order something that i shouldn't order and then when i get there it's like like i know i shouldn't order this but you know i'll have a bite of yours and then before you know it like you you order it so there you are the whole fries where... you have to eat everybody's fries yeah i know that <laughs> <laughs> but before you know it, it's like you went like and I know that intention intention does play a small role in it because your intentions could have been in the right place and I'm not justifying like you know doing things that you shouldn't do but I feel like sometimes our intentions weren't in the right place but we didn't have the strength we thought we had it but we didn't because I know exactly. like I'm always on some type of diet you know we you know we both are but it's like sometimes first it's like, of all, first of all, first what, of all, you don't want me to put you on the spot. Well, you are right. I am on a diet every week. So. Well, yeah, you start your diet every Monday. Like we already know what the deal is. Actually, I am starting a diet tomorrow. But go ahead. <laughs> See, like I cannot make this up. But like sometimes your intentions are in the right place. So I just want people to know that maybe you can't fall into it, but. How do you know that you can overcome this temptation if you if you're never in the situation? Like, like you know, like the like you said, the devil's not gonna tempt us with things that won't affect us. But I feel like this is what the devil does. Like he'll try something, he'll see the way we react. If we don't react to it, he most likely he'll probably try that thing one more time. But if we don't react to it again, he won't. He'll move on to something else. And it just takes the smallest little thing for us to. I don't know if I, I don't know I don't know if I agree with that. I think that he tries the things that he knows that you are weak in. Um, but the devil I, is not a mind reader. That's the thing. The devil does not have the same power as Jesus Christ. Like there are things that we ourselves let the devil know. Like he cannot read our mind. He cannot read our hearts. So he does have to try us with things. Of course, if you're committing the same sin in the same area, that's going to be easy. But if you're a person that like. You're not falling into sexual temptation. It could be the littlest thing, just lying, you know, falling into lying yeah. all the time. Like, it doesn't have to be these huge, huge things. So that's why I think he would try us. Like you said, if someone puts sushi in your face, you're not going to try to eat it. 
they might they may try one more time. They're like, you know what, dude doesn't like sushi. Let me try, you know, fried chicken or whatever. Exactly, and I, fried chicken. We go with that. <laughs> and I feel like that's how he may work too, because if if you don't tell me that you don't like sushi, I'm gonna try to um I'm gonna try whatever, you know. And that's just my take on it. Like, I think if you don't like sushi, um, then he brings something else. I don't think he would constantly keep testing you with, um, you know, with sushi. Um, I think again, like he'll bring the next best, the next best thing, and it's trying to figure out if you're gonna overcome that one. No, um, but but for me though, one thing that I do know is like the devil tempts you with things that he definitely knows that um, you know you really don't need. And what I might, what I mean by that is like the devil telling Jesus and saying, "I'm gonna give you the world." Jesus already had the world in some kind of way, mm-hmm. right? So again, it's like. Usually, even the things that we know, like, let's say it's sexual temptation for you. Um, the moment that you start thinking, like, you know... Wait, for who? Like, I mean, for you. I don't mean, like, for you, you. <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> well, you need to clarify, though. <laughs> well, I just... Okay, so I guess for a person, uh-huh. like, for a person, like, you know, and he knows, like, oh, okay, if I bring this dude... Like, I'm going to use you. If I bring this dude around, Amanda, she's probably not going to, you know, she's probably not going to do anything. And then, you know, it starts becoming other things like, oh, you know, focused on maybe if you have anger issues. Again, I'm not talking about you. If you have anger issues, if you have lying issues. So let's now it's not about sex, right? It's about something else. And it's just mm-hmm. like that that thing that you are actually battling with is what he's going to go ahead and bring to attention. And I think one of the things as believers that we don't really understand is like you'd be like, oh. I'm praying, but why am I getting tempted? That's actually the number one reason why you will, because again, it's testing your quality of it, right? You don't pray about this. You walked around telling people, don't do this, 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 and then it comes and attacks you, and then you fall. It's testing the quality of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are you really who you say you are? You know, and, and, and then not- God, yeah, and God puts you on trial too. Like, ah, right, you out here telling my word? Okay, let's see what's up. And then if you're able to overcome, it's like, okay. I see, and he already knows you're gonna overcome it. It's you proving it to yourself, right? Like God looking at you, he wants you to prove it to yourself. Like, okay, I can overcome. And then I always feel like the moment you're able to overcome the first thing, um, then the next one becomes a lot easier. Like I remember the first time, you know, I started like celibacy and I traveled to Chicago. Um, I had this female call me and she said, you know. Yeah, she said, Josh, you know, blah, 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 she's in a hotel. Like, I think I, no, no, I, I spoke to somebody else. It wasn't you at that time. Gosh, why do you always travel, though? Are there no women in Atlanta? No, nah, there are women in Atlanta, but I was on, I was on a project for work. Okay. Yeah, I was on, I didn't go see no woman. <laughs> she was just working on the project, too. <laughs> so she's like, um, you know, come, you know, she's like, come to my room or whatever it is. And the first night. I didn't go, and I called my friend. I'm like, yo, you know, I was able to overcome this. I was so happy. But, like, four hours later, I was like, oh, my God, I got to go, because now I start thinking about it. <laughs> I start thinking about all the stuff she was telling me, and I'm like, oh, man, I want to go, I want to go, and I didn't. I, so, anyways, long story short, I, I didn't end up going, and I felt great, and I took that on with me, like, oh, if I was able to go ahead and overcome that, I could overcome the next one. And During that phase, I, I had... You know, I fell within that phase, but that was something that I didn't plan for, and I had to be able to get back on my feet. So again, um, so you, know, you can fall into temptation. Yeah, just kidding. 
you know what I mean. <laughs> nah, but I get what you're saying. And like you said, once you overcome it that one time, it does get easier. And then that's just showing to yourself, showing to everyone that you can overcome it. And also showing to the devil, because if not, if you keep falling, it's just gonna, it's just going to keep happening. You know, like, you know, you do it one time, you do it a second time, third time, fourth time, and then it just becomes a habit. It becomes your norm. And it's no longer yeah. a temptation. It's just your lifestyle at that point. So yeah. I, I agree with you. And I think for me, the bigger question, even to like everybody listening is, you know, you're going to have those times that, you know, you're tempted and you're going to have the times of your trials. Um, the biggest thing is for temptation, how do you try to make sure that you stay ahead of it? For me, I think that's the bigger question. That's like the bigger question. Like, how do you stay ahead of it? So if sexual sin is a big temptation for you, how do you stay ahead of it? Because it's going to come, right? It's going to be the ex-boyfriend that try to keep creeps back into your life. Or your ex-booty call guy. Or whatever it is. What You know, whatever that situation is. How do you stay ahead of it? For me, I think that's like like the the important question. Like, how do you so stay ahead what's of it? Because that was one of the next questions. Like, how do we... The question was, how do we like stay away from temptation? So, but you're saying, how do you stay ahead of it? So, how do you stay ahead of it? I think the number one thing is separation. Um, and so using sexual sin for an example, there, there are people in your life that you know that they don't need to be there. Um, I remember yeah. having a conversation with God, like, you know, yesterday morning and just looking at like on Instagram and just sex everywhere in the air and just kind of having that conversation. And then the Holy Spirit was like ministering to me. It's like, yo, when you wake up and you like, you know, you go on your phone. Or, like, even some of the people who call you, like, you're saturated in it. Mm-hmm. Like, so even you trying to, like, step away from it, it's like me being on a, like, on a strict diet. And the only thing that's in the house is pizza and junk food and soda. Right. Like, that's exactly what it is. Like, so the only way to be able to stay ahead of it is separation. And believers need to have that time of separation. The time of separation is, is lonely, is hard. And for me, I hate it. Right. Because, you know, I'm used to like talking to people on the phone, having like my female friends and blah, blah, blah. So it's like when you decide that you want to cut people off for me as a person, individual, my personality. I know, Amanda, for you, you just cut people off like anything. Hey, 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 you don't talk about yourself. I'm I'm just saying (laughs) for me, it's hard for me to and you know that about me. You know that like it's hard for me to just so even the people who are not supposed to be there. Right. I try to compromise and not and make, um, and make excuses and not cut them off. And guess what? It comes back and it always bites me because yeah. I didn't do it all the time. There's no um, ifs, buts, or ends about it all the yeah. time. I agree. And um, to to your point, if you don't do it, all you end up doing is delaying your own progress because regardless, it's something that needs to be done. So for me, um, separation, like you said, is key. Like, you know, the beginning of this year, I started a, a new diet or whatever. But my job has a habit of ordering lunch for us often. And it's never anything healthy. It's never anything that I should be eating. So what I have to do is, like, by 11.50, because lunch comes at 12. By 11.50, I have to get up and leave and just go out, like, away. Um, because if not, I'm going to end up eating the lunch. And then you succumb to peer pressure because everyone's like oh like you know why why would you go buy lunch or why are you eating why did you bring lunch when we get lunch for free and stuff like that so you may have to sometimes 
answer to people or it, it may be awkward, but it is something that needs to be done because when you have that goal in mind to better yourself and to challenge yourself, you just have to separate yourself from the from your normal activities. And like yeah. Josh said, it's very hard. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun, but it's got to yeah, be Yeah, I think um, that, and that separation is like, you really have to think about it. Um, I told a friend of mine, I said, you know, it's hard. <clears throat> she was like, well, you have to really pick between your salvation and like your friends. And yeah. that's, that in itself is also hard. Like you sit in there. Um, but I think one of the biggest things is you have to realize that sometimes you may be in the same room or you may be friends with people who don't have the same calling as you do. Mm-hmm. Right. So th- for them, like if they do something wrong, their punishment may not even hold weight as much as yours, especially if, you know, you're being called and, you know, you have a purpose. You know what I mean? So it's different. So, yeah. you know, that's one of the one of the things for me. It's, I think to try to stay ahead of it is one of the things is to separate yourself from, you know, being in that situation, you know, being around those people or in that situation in itself. Yeah. And like another thing I want to add just to just regarding temptation is we are all human. So um, there may be a time where you do end up succumbing to your temptation, whatever it may be. We've talked about sexual sin, but people struggle with many different things that we may not even be aware of. Um, I think one thing that's important, though, if you do end up succumbing to it, don't um, don't beat yourself up or don't run away from God in that time. And I think I've said this before, like that is the time where you should be closest to God. Like ask for that forgiveness and just get closer. Don't let the devil guilt you into separating yourself because once you separate yourself from God, you're, you're going to end up keep making that same mistake and you're going to keep doing it. And then that's an, an even bigger, um, you know, a, a bigger situation. So you may feel guilty like, oh, you know, I told myself I wasn't going to do this anymore and I've done it. And, you know, now I'm ashamed. Don't feel like that because God already knows and he still loves you the same, but we are our own worst enemies. We start just, we're too hard on ourselves sometimes. So I also wanted to add that. Yeah, I think for the most part, we, you know, we always talk about that. And I think we've, we've touched about that even in the past on the podcast is, you know, when Adam first saying the first thing he did was go hide away from God. Um, and try to, you know, cover himself just because he felt ashamed. In that moment, um, I, you know, you may not feel 100% just because we're human beings and we, we do dwell a little bit on self pity. Um, but God is like the author of like emotional intelligence, Mm -hmm. right? So he kind of already knows how you feel about, you know, what happened. Um, and he's looking for you to, um, you know, to come to him and kind of just, you know, let him guide you, you know, back to where you're supposed to be. I read something today, um, and it's pro- it probably works hand in hand for this, and it's Romans uh, chapter 6, verse 14, and it says, For sin will have no dominion over you, since mm. you are not under law, but under grace. Um, mm. And what that, you know, pretty much what it means is, like, you when you think about, like, when they tell you not to do something, Right? and you do it so like let's say the law is do you know don't do this and then you do it usually a lot of people because they say don't do it, we always try to end up going to go and do it and then when we do it we there's like a lot of consequences that come with it right 
Um, yeah. But for the for the most part, it still gets done. You know, you're not supposed to do this, but we end up doing it. But because it's not um, because it's not low anymore in the grace of God. So pretty much the grace is saying, like, Jesus died for you. Your sins are paid for. So you don't have to sit here and be worried about it. Sin should not have dominion over you. Like, your mind shouldn't be about, oh, man, I went ahead and did this. Oh, I shouldn't have done this. Now I feel this. That's it, having dominion over you. That's literally it taking over your life. Yeah. Like, you're thinking about the mistake that you made yesterday. But if, you know, you understand that you have grace, you, you know, it, it helps you move forward and you continue right. You keep on moving. It doesn't have dominion over you anymore. Like, okay, I sinned. All right, well, God, you know what? Forgive me. And this is not a license. I was just about to say that. (laughs) Because it's for mature believers. This is not a license for you to keep on doing the same thing, like sitting and saying, oh, you know, grace Grace, is going to abound. Yeah. Like that, that's not, you know, that's not the, that's not the purpose of it. It's pretty much just letting you understand that it's sometimes you are going to fall. I do call walking with Christ, like going to the gym. You're going just like, you know, you're going to have those days where or months where you've been doing such a great job, you know, on your diet, working out consistently. And then you may have a week that, you know, you just didn't feel like going to the gym and you had a, you know, you had a setback. You shouldn't stop going to the gym after because you had a week. What what do you do? You keep on going. You know what I mean? Like you keep on going and get back on it. And that's the same thing with walking with Christ. It's not just like, oh, it just happened just like that. It's a constant walk. And it's actually constant work at the same time. And yeah, and just keeping in mind, it's a relationship, right? Like what we have with Christ is a relationship and he knows us. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our strengths. So we just need to be honest with ourselves and be honest with God. And we're not perfect. So like you said, it's not a license to do whatever you want. But also like, you know, where, where we are weak, he's strong. And just always remember that. So I think it'll be much easier. Um, as far as temptation, like we said, figure out the areas in your life that are truly challenging for you, right? Be honest with yourself about it. And um, I don't know, just try to try to take those steps in overcoming it. And being prayerful about all of that, too. Um, you do have to pray about it and you do have to be mindful about those yeah. temptations. I, I agree. And then just kind of being consistent, being consistent with the word of God and, you know, praying. Um, sometimes, you know, just reading the Bible and maybe not even to sit there and try to understand it or try to dissect it, just kind of reading it in itself. Um, and before you know, it, the Holy Spirit starts to speak to you. Um, I heard a story about a professor once who uh, you know, didn't believe in God or Jesus or nothing like that. And then these people came by his office one time and they were like Jehovah Witnesses and they were trying to like talk about the gospel and God. And he got so annoyed and he was telling me, he was like, you know what? I'm going to prove to you guys that, you know, just God does not exist and give me that Bible. And then he spent like time reading the Bible. Long story short, this guy is like, is a believer now. And oh, he's like man. one of like a great man of God um, in Nigeria. So it's, and that's his story. So like sometimes it's not even just kind of being in that presence. The Holy Spirit just kind of takes you in, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Because sometimes it was like, oh, you have to read the Bible and try to dissect everything it's saying or let it speak to you. Just spend time with it, you know, be consistent. And before you know it, things will just start changing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So is there anything else that you wanted to add about temptation? There's a lot. I mean, but we're not going to finish it all. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not going to finish it all, but 
I think, again, it's really, like you said, just pointing out the things that <clears throat> get you or the things that may make you get tempted, I guess, is the right way to put it and try to figure them out. So, and the only way to be able to stay ahead of it is, for me, is by separation. Like, don't sit there and try to say, well, let me see how well I am. So let me invite this guy over to my house and see if <laughs> I could, you know, like, no, that's why the Bible, yeah, like the Bible says, flee from every flee. side of temptation. It's yeah. not saying test your power and your might to see yeah. because it understands that the flesh, um, you it's know, the weak. flesh usually, yeah, the flesh is weak and um, usually wins, especially if you've not built up your spirit man enough to yeah. crucify your flesh. Definitely. I agree 100%. Like, I really do. This is a topic that um, I struggle with. I mean, all the topics that I do is obviously something that, like concerning myself or someone I know. But um, for me, it's mainly Ooh, about... So you've been tempted lately? I, I've i been tempted, yeah. Like, what do you... Oh, it's not what you're thinking. Well, that, why you, not why are you thinking. having this whole conversation? Tell us about your temptation. What it's happened? Not, How it's did not you what you're it? thinking, Josh, first of all. Uh, Number two, if I'm being honest with you, like my temptation, and you're gonna think that I'm joking, is about food. Like I don't like. I, <laughs> no. Like I cannot eat the foods I'm supposed to eat. Like I, I'm a binge eater. Like I don't even want to start like airing myself out right now. But listen, you and I both. You and I both. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine came over my house the other day. Um, and they 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 were surprised because like I get tempted when it comes to food too and this diet. So I bought a whole thing of cake and I would take one slice and I would have to throw the rest of it in the trash. <laughs> I know a lot of people are saying I'm wasting food and you can give it to the homeless and there's hungry people in Africa and blah blah blah. blah. I get it. But the whole point is that's the only way. Like I want a slice. I know that if I keep that cake. In the yeah. house, it's gone in two days. Yeah, yeah, same here. And well, you know, it's hard for me because like I have a certain snacks for Aiden, so I don't want to be out here eating this kid's all his snacks and stuff. So it's just hard for me. Like I'm not gonna lie, I'm tempted with food. Um, people think, and people think like your temptations have to be something ma like major. Obviously, it may be major to some people, but you know, it's it's wrong to be binge eating. Like that's a sin. It's wrong to be doing things in excess. So it really is not just a joke. Like it's bad. I should be treating my body like as the temple that it is, nourishing my body. But I just can't. Like I I'm not gonna say I can't, but it's hard for me. And so, so you your temptation has been on food. You are so boring. Oh, what you thought it was going to be, like, drugs I, and alcohol or something? First of all, no, I mean, it drugs could be for alcohol, some people, I, but that's not mine. It's still a hard temptation I was for me, it was. I was thinking it was some guy that invited you over to his house to watch a movie, and then, you know, maybe a situation or something like that happened. That's what I was thinking. Nah. It, <laughs> nah. I don't be going to nobody's house. And on top of that, like, you know me. Like, I just, like, ew, don't touch me. Like, I, that, first of all, <laughs> first of all. First of all, <laughs> listen, we're wrapping this show up. Don't try you to don't even... touch me. That's what we're going. That's that's what we're doing now. You don't touch. Okay. Well, like I don't do. even like. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna sit up here and be like, oh, I've never been sexually um um tempted tempted sexually. I'm not gonna say that. But now I'm in the headspace that like I am irritated when 
You had something to say about my my provocative picture on Instagram. By the way, which wasn't. Um, Josh, okay. Do you really want me to, Josh? I'm listen. We could wrap the show up now, and everybody can move on with their lives. But the thing yes. is, you'll be out here. You'll be taking flights to go meet girls that are your friends. First of, uh, that's friends. not true. That, I, that the day I put my two legs on an airplane to go meet a man is the okay. day. Let's let's go, let's clarify this right now. So I literally only have one friend who, which is like Jan in Chicago, which is like my really good friend. We've been friends for two years, and you know about Jan. So if I ever go, Never and Jan has two boys that you know what I mean, are sort of like. I, I have a connection with them. So if I ever travel is for like to hang out with a friend, it's most likely Jen, if anything. And that's just that's just friendship. I have never caught flight for any other for any other girl except for when <laughs> Nikki and I broke up. That was, you you I, caught flight. I drove. I no, listen, this you, is for the women out here. That's to let you know the type of man I am. I would drive miles for you, baby. But as a matter of fact, that's exactly oh, yeah, what I Or did. get on the bus for five hours. Ah, oh, oh, why did I tell you about the story? I done went on the bus. <laughs> I, this, that was not a long bus ride, by the way. It was five hours. That's, that's just to let you know that I am committed. That's that's exactly what that is. I am committed. To, All right. Um, well, your your temptations are sexual sin. Mine is food. Everybody has their own temptations. Like we know it. Um, whatever yours is, don't let anyone like Josh make you think that it's something light. Um, if it's something that you're truly struggling with, you know, be honest about it. And um, you're not about to sit here and make me feel like I'm boring because I, I I'm literally almost crying because I can't eat the cake and all the delicious stuff they bring to work. Well, I'm just saying, I, I think that, you know, I do respect your temptation. I just thought that you would be, I thought you were dealing with something a little bit more severe now. You, you just walked into the urgent care with like a, you know, with a cough. So we, I don't know about all that. Well, it is what it is. But, um, so anyway, we're going to wrap it up now. And before we go, Josh, you know what time it is. It's time to give your social media. Yes, yeah, social media, uh, wealthy underscore nation one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you can slide into, yeah, slide into the DMs. Excuse me, you excuse what? me, you if you no, lady, this First is a all, man, and if he's interested, he will slide into your DM. Okay? No, you, you see, and ladies and gentlemen, this is a woman who just jumped into conclusion who didn't let me finish what I was about to say. I said, slide into the DMs if you have questions, and I'll be glad to answer them for you. I wasn't talking about nothing else. You're right. Whatever. Anyway. um, (laughs) You're such a hater. Anyway. Be sure to follow Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram or send an email to... Oh, wait, 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 wait. We're still doing the journal challenge, guys. Josh, are you doing the journal challenge? No, I didn't even know about it. (gasps) Why are you You so surprised? This is my problem with you. Like... you Hold on, let me ask you, did we have love. a conversation? Do We didn't have a conversation about this. Josh, I, I post about the journal challenge literally every single day on Confessions. Really? Every single day. 
Well, I try to limit my time on on social media now. Maybe that's what that is. Except for when you're watching twerking videos, though. Ooh, no, that's kidding. such I'm a lie. <laughs> Listen, my church people be on this. On, you know, they could be on this. I ain't I'm watching just kidding. No I don't videos. know if Josh view. I don't know what he does on social media. But okay, so if you're not doing the journal challenge, it's not too late. It's still the whole month of January. So we still have about two and a half more weeks or like three weeks even. What is it so, about? I'm not about to go into it right now. If you don't know what it's about, then listen. From what is I'm talking to Josh specifically, guys. For anyone else that's interested, please be <laughs> sure to be sure to follow Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram. And we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Send me my check. <laughs> Whatever. Bye. Bye.